It sounds like you're shouting through a uh, <laughs> shouting through a can, like we're playing telephone. So should I be quieter then? Uh, I think that's good. <laughs> okay, I thought maybe I needed to be a little louder. Uh, yeah, I'm off to another excellent start. We had the live post game show. We had the live podcast on Saturday that didn't happen, and um, I don't know what's happening right now. So I'm using my AirPods. So if I sound a little off, that is why. Um, yeah, um, but at the very least, we don't have to suffer with you talking about a pirate's loss. Yeah. We get to talk about a pirate's win. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh, They're saying they can't hear me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, no audio at all? No, I have audio. I don't know. Maybe it's just I need to be louder. But anyways, the Pirates won today. A huge win. The Pirates did win. Fourteen to seven. They eventually ended up the score being it was fourteen to two. Jeez, we had to suffer. I updated the score. I think what five times (laughs) tonight for this post game show. You figure when you go to Bednar to get one out, you don't give up four more runs. But yeah, not, not great. Not, not not a great bullpen, but their first eight innings were pretty great. Everything about them. So yeah, we love to see it. Yeah, um, let's. Uh, let, I mean, let's let's talk about the game in its entirety. I guess actually, before we do that, can we just talk about Brian Hayes? I think that's fair. I think that's a good place to start. It's uh, he's on this incredible streak right now, eight game hit hit streak, where he's batting I think five fifty six. Six extra base hits. Yeah, he has a ninety-seven weighted runs created plus at this point in time. Neil, like he is basically a league average hitter in the tally of the season. Didn't he like raise his OPS by over a hundred points in like eight oh. games in a week? <laughs> like a week, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was. I mean, obviously, the last time he didn't have a hit, I swear, it was that post game when I think you guys were talking about, or maybe we just were texting or tweeting or something. That he is on the verge of having an OPS in the five hundreds. Yep, and it was looking Jim. really, really dire. Like he just looked awful at the plate. It looked like he was uh, giving up. His mentality looked shot. It looked like it was. It really looked like he was toast. And then he changes his stance, and suddenly he is destroying the baseball. Um, I, I would like to – I think it's only fair to say because I would love to see him hit more home runs with how hard the ball – how hard he hits the ball. But I can't complain. He's hitting 500 over the past week or so, and I think Doug put in the chat, like, is it sustainable? No. Am I going to enjoy it while it lasts? Yes. I'm going to enjoy this very much, um, especially when he's on my fantasy team and he got me five hits today. Yeah. I'm enjoying it as well. Yeah, is it? I mean, no one's going to hit 550 over the course of the season. But 
this is also a person who you felt had a lot of bad luck early in the season, and then mm-hmm. he just looked awful at the plate. And now, mm-hmm. hey, maybe some of the luck's coming in his favor while also looking good at the plate. And here's something, too. When you're comfortable and you have good luck in your favor and you mm-hmm. start to get more confidence and comfortable, good things can happen. So, right, is this sustainable? No. But, God, I hate to go here again, but maybe this is the catalyst to get him going and he yes. sustained at least some success. <laughs> This is the what is this? This is like Brian Hayes turnaround number um seven eight at this point <laughs> something like that um yeah no but I agree um and I remember like a, a criticism I kept hearing and I think it was entirely fair was that he just wouldn't make the necessary adjustments really is that he was like just trying the same thing and just kept not working and he's finally making adjustments and you can really see. The change, and I think this is fair. We've had this conversation fourteen times. I, yeah, um, so yeah, and he's enjoying a very nice hot streak. I would like to see it against teams that aren't as horribly pitching wise as the Mets and the Athletics, but it's it's something we've wanted to see for a very long time, and I'm very excited about it. And I'm going to choose to be happy about it instead of dooming for once in my life. Right. No, it's the perfect opportunity to say, I don't want to get suckered back in. You fooled me 13 other times. <laughs> not going to fool me again, right? But yeah, there is something to speak to it. You know, so we talked about the toe tap, the dance dance. I think McHenry talked about it a little bit uh, on the broadcast maybe a few days ago or something. But, you know, with this fundamental change, there is now success partaking with it. So my eyes are open. Again, I'm not getting suckered in, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm watching. I'm, I'm seeing what's happening. I'm going to be a little more patient this time. Uh, but this is good. Yeah. And he's getting that sustained hard hit stuff that he's always had, but it's actually finding the air. It is f- actually go f- like finding gaps. It is not just really hard hit ground balls and then non barrel line drives. Like he's barreling those balls now, and it is. And when he if he improves barrel accuracy even a little bit, it'll be something special. I'm surprised he only had three hard hit balls today. Yeah, <laughs> agree, agree. But he had three hard hit balls today. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Like the surprise, I, I don't know. Like, like I, don't, I don't know, man. Sorry, I was, I was surprised he only. He's pulling the ball. You know, like there's a lot of good things you're seeing right now. Uh, I want to see him more than eight games. Obviously, that's mentioned. But uh, I, I could. I mean, it's five hits. He had five hits today. Yeah. You know, and I understand what you're saying about the Mets, but like it is New York Mets that came in today. You're kind of unsure what's going to happen. Which Pirate team is going to show up? And he goes off and has five hits, raises his batting average. His, I like everything. His OPS is now like a 730 or above 730, yeah. I think, at this point. So, this, like, like okay, got to give him his props right now. He's looked fantastic this stretch. But, yes, I still say wait and see. But make sure you're watching right now. Yeah. No, and, like, it's exactly what we need, especially since, you know, obviously we scored 14 runs today, 17 hits, but we hadn't been doing that. Before today, like, you know, we barely squeaked out the win against the first game against the A's. 
Um, and we just got slaughtered the next two games. And so the fact that he's been able to be a consistent bat in the lineup really, really helps. Um, especially when there's just so much inconsistency. Like, Sewinsky is not consistent. Santana is not consistent. Castro is not consistent. And so, yeah, it, it's a pleasure to watch. And, you know, if, the, if we can get 2020 Hayes back, um, this is a scary player who probably can win an MVP um, if he's 2020 Hayes. But again, I think we'll all settle for, uh, I think we'll all settle for 100 WRC plus Hayes. I think if he just stays here for the rest of the year, we'll be okay. I'm with you there. I don't need 2020 Hayes. That is yeah, an MVP exactly. player, especially with his defense. I will I'd gladly settle for. League average haze, as you mentioned, but uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm with it. So let's move on from Hayes, even though again, like, I want to talk to him forever. Um, also in today's game, Jack Sawinski, home run, three hits, two off of a lefty. I mean, that's I'll, I'll say this. First off, we we'll haven't talked to him when Hedges got the double. I was like, okay, this means something. But then when Sawinski had two hits off a lefty today, that's when I knew this game was going to get blown out. Yeah. I mean, garbage time. Barry Bond shows up again um, <laughs> because right. I don't think Jack got any of his. I mean, God bless Jack. Um, like he 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 did had a good game. I don't want to take it away from him, but I don't think he got a single like big hit until the game was already blown open. Like I think his double off the lefty. I what was his name? Um, Mukinhern. Yeah, Mukinhern. Um, yeah, out of the park generated player. Um, he. Uh, <laughs> He, he uh he was already up very up four runs. And so I think there is a valid criticism to be made that like he just does not come through when the pirates like necessarily need him to. But he was really good today. And that home run was pretty awesome. <laughs> um and again, two hits off a of lefty. He never does that. Right. Now again, <laughs> Jim says here, yeah. Mets have a four hundred million dollar payroll in a point news thing. Mucking her. <laughs> but right. Yeah, like right. The second hit was the double, like you mentioned. Um and at that yeah. point, yes, it was out of hand. And I even joked about it too. I was like, you know, Jack Swinsky raising his war in a blowout on par. And mm-hmm. that's big, that's that's kind of what it is. Like his coming bunches and it's like the Colorado series, right? Every game was like blown out and he just, you know, erupted. Like he squeezes all his war in these bad, and I don't want like just oh, it's a good game. I don't want to harp on this and such, but like it is kind of fitting, and that's kind of the reason why there's this controversy around Jack Swinsky. And like, is he a good player mm-hmm. or not? Like, yes, does he lead the offense in war? Sure, but like he does all of his damage in like these situations. So, do you really value yeah. war in that sense? Like with Jack, and like this this night was a perfect example of that. Like, sure, he had three hits in a game where if he didn't have any hits. The same outcome would have came about. So maybe have those three hits when they need them <laughs> instead. Yeah. Well, I I think Jack Suwinski is kind of like the example of like how like the eye tests and the stats don't always line up. Because when you think of a guy with an 863 OPS, you don't think of Jack Suwinski at all. Like yeah. it, it, it doesn't come to mind. Like an 863 OPS is like a superstar. And he is really, really good at getting stats and not necessarily clutch times. 
but I will say, and I think I said this before, like he still is very valuable to the roster. Um, you know, if you are able to get an actual center fielder on this team and stick him in right field, I think that's a plus glove there. Um, and yeah, like you can even walk into games like this and maybe eventually, you know, he'll start contributing when stuff is on the line. But I mean, yeah, you can, 863 OPS plays. And he had a really, really good game tonight, even when they tried to match up, match him up. So he deserves a little sure. round of applause. Yeah, for sure. But 17 hits in total for the Pirates. 17 hits. By the way, 17 hits for the Pirates. Yes, that is accurate. Yes, that's one game. It was not a triple header today. <laughs> 14 runs, like you mentioned, four walks, mm-hmm. and just four strikeouts. Yeah. Great game for the offense. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, it certainly helps that you're facing Tyler McGill and Zach Muckenhern. Um But yeah, um, seven. I mean, considering we were facing what, like Harry Hogan on a Wednesday and did nothing against him, this is a nice change of pace, you know. And it came. We did not get a single RBI from the first three batters in our lineup. And we scored 14 runs, which is crazy to me because I don't think any of those guys really had a bad game either. Um, you know, I thought Red Reynolds got on twice. Marcano had a double. McCutcheon got on base twice, scored two runs. Like, it's not like they had a bad game either. No. But the bottom of the order just kind of popped off. Um, right. And with that said, to go to Kutch. He's going to be a, a big story for one of us on these post games. This the next time he gets a hit, one thousand nine hundred ninety nine hits for Kutch today. Yeah, he wasn't able to get to two thousand again. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny, you know. He, he did this last week. He was three away, and we were yeah. coming into you know the weekend. I was going, you know, we're all going to be at the game on Saturday. I was also going to be there on Monday, then on there on Wednesday, and I was like, which game is he going to do it in? Probably going to be Sunday or Tuesday. I'm not there. And he got one hit the entire time, albeit he had a 444 on base percentage. <laughs> he walked like 15 times. <laughs> right. <laughs> so today he does get another hit um, in a walk, fittingly. <laughs> yeah. But yes, Francisco. one hit away for Andrew McCutcheon. One hit so away. I can't wait. I can't wait for this. Yeah, Francisco Lindor is now my least favorite player, so I can't talk about Cutch's um, – 2000th hit on the post game because I won't be on tomorrow and that pisses me off, but it's okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And again, McCutcheon just continues to be a steady bat. I mean, like his eye has been something else this year. Like we talk about like Suwinski and Joe, but McCutcheon I think is the most efficient with his eye to the point where like, what it is so commonplace to see him walk. And I don't, I don't remember him ever walking this much when he was here before. Like when he Prime McCutcheon did not walk this much. And it's really fun, actually. And the bat flip is amazing. I yes. love the bat flip on the walk. <laughs> yes. But uh, I just want to say, you know what, this is a good point just to kind of bring this and tie it together. You, you talk about how good he's looked and such. Like the whole like when we talk about Jack Sawinski, right? It's eight sixty three OPS. Andrew McCutcheon, eight thirteen, Brian Reynolds, eight thirteen. Yeah, and like we talk about war and all this and such. Honestly, like to me, Andrew McCutcheon's been the most steady, the most consistent, and the best hitter on this team. Yeah, it's not 
Sawinski, where if you look just at OPS, you think, well, this is a no-brainer. It's Jack Sawinski. He's got like, yeah. a 50-point higher OPS than him. Yeah. You know, like, that's exactly what you're talking about. Andrew McCutcheon, like, I understand he hasn't um, been hitting, per se, over, like, the past week. But, like, that's his biggest struggle. But he's still getting on base in this elite-ass clip. But, uh, yeah, like, Andrew McCutcheon has been, like, to me, the, the most steady part of this lineup. And, I mean, he's still hitting the ball hard. So it's not like even when he's making contact, it's bad contact. I mean, maybe he hits the ball on the ground a little too much for my liking. But, yeah, no, he has been the best hitter. And I, when the signing came in, I never would have expected that he would be the best hitter on our team by June. Um, and I know it feels weird to say that about Andrew McCutcheon, but I love it, and I deserve it. I love it. Uh, I guess other things of note, Carlos Santana, two hits, a uh, home run as well. Yeah. Meaningless home run. But it was nice to see him hit one out of the park for once, finally. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was about to tell how tired I am of Carlos Santana. I'm still kind of tired of him. I really still really don't like that he's hitting cleanup. I think we have so many better batters there. But, yeah, no, it was, I, I really hope is him getting back on track um because we if he's going to be in cleanup all year he needs to hit especially as a first baseman and a sub 700 ops for a first baseman is bad it is but what i want to do is give him a little bit of an excuse he shouldn't be playing this much like he just shouldn't be and i could by design he should have been either like choice injures that's part of it but the fact that Kutch isn't playing the field either mm-hmm. means Connor Joe's playing the field a lot, which means the DH is in Kutch. You know, there's not a whole lot of flexibility to give him days off. I know they try here and there, but like he should, shouldn't be playing this much. He, to me, like he's just overexposed, overused. And I'm not going to put that on it too, but like at least he's been playing really, really good defense. Yes. Except like his past few games. <laughs> yeah, I, I know he has been like one of the like best defensive first basemen in baseball this year, and I will give that to him. And like considering we used to watch Josh Bell trip over himself every day at first base, or like Josh Meter try to play first base, it's a nice change of pace. Um, and I don't even hate him on this team. I think you make a good point, though. He really should not be playing every day. He's not that guy anymore. And right. he is the. And, and I don't want him off the team. Like. I think he's very important for like the clubhouse culture and everything. And like, he's a leader, but yeah, at the very least, if he plays every day, move him out of the cleanup spot, you know, <laughs> I almost would rather have Jack Suwinski there. <laughs> well, like Jack or Rudy, depending on who. Yeah, exactly. Someone. Who's yeah. Up there. Um, that's fair. I just say there's not a whole lot of options. And that's the one thing I, we're kind of back in that situation. I'm not saying full blown 2020, 2021, but like you can argue lineup spots, but like the grand scheme of things, there's just not a whole lot of depth. There's not a whole lot of real options anyway. So I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to harp too much on him batting cleanup. I agree with your point, but there's like yeah. only one other person that could probably do it. That's fair. I guess. I don't know. I think we've, we sacrifice a lot of runs at the top of the lineup because Santana has been kind of a drain there for the past month offensively. It's like Kutch will get on, Marcano will get on, and then we get a double play by Santana. Fair. 
and a big one in the Oakland A's game too. Yeah, and with the base, well, he, he came with the bases loaded twice in that second yeah. game and did absolutely nothing with it when we could have gotten back it. And so, yeah, I mean, Cash, I, is it too early to say that Hayes can slide in there at the four in the four spot? Are we just keeping Hayes? Are we just keeping Hayes where he is to keep him comfortable? It's back up a bit, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just enjoy this one right now yeah. for a bit before we start talking about Hayes in the cleanup spot. Do you want to bet for a yeah. cleanup hitter? <laughs> He'll be a cleanup butter. <laughs> <laughs> Scored two runs on a butt. Oh, that was insane. It, it, was. It, was, it was nice not being on the terrible defensive side of things today. Yeah. Like, and then I guess one last thing to wrap up with uh, of note again, Palacios also two hits. So yeah. a lot of multi-hit guys. Uh, Palacios, we go two and five with two RBIs also. Um, but yeah, like a very, very elite day by the offense. And the second Austin Hedges double of the week where the defender just forgets how to play the outfield. Take it. My, my heart, I, I was wearing my Marte jersey today, and my heart was dying a little bit watching him out there in right field. Yeah. He's he's it's, not the same player. You can tell. Sad, sad time for the Marte stands right now. And I again, it's something I think I talked about like a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Like, who would have thought in the year 2023 it was Kutch who like sustained his yeah. athleticism, and it's Marte having a huge drop off. Mm hmm. It, it, yeah, and I mean, Marte's had a really good year. He was really good last year, too. But I guess father time comes for everyone. And I mean, that, no, it was just sad. Marte is one of my favorite players of all time. So him helping out one of my least favorite pirates was a little conflicting for me today. Yeah, that's fair. But it is what it is. Yeah, we, we, we win. <laughs> we, we win. We got the right. runs, but that's all that matters. <laughs> So let's flip on the other side because there's also another big performance today. Dick Mountain, right? Rich Hill, Hill. 43-year-old Rich Hill, just still somehow getting it done with his 60-mile-an-hour pitches <laughs> that just like go three three inches off the plate and get, they'll get called a strike by the umps. Uh, I know there's been like some scrutiny with him as well. Like he's had... A few past starts where he has not looked good. He's given up a lot of, I think, six and seven runs in, like, mm-hmm. back-to-back starts. Um, when, of course, everyone's pointing the finger, get this guy off the team again. He's terrible. What's he doing? He has no business being here. And then he does something he's done nine other times in his 13 starts. And that's giving up three earned or less. And, yeah. again, this is why Rich Hill is an asset to this club. This is why the Rich Hill signing was good. And this is what Rich Hill is going to give you. You know, he's going yeah. to give you a lot of good starts. And, yeah, he'll have his blow-up because he throws 68 miles an hour. And some teams will just have their day with him. But overall, the course of the season, right, as it is right now, he's got like a 4.25 ERA. Um, I think it's a 4.25. I could actually look that up. He has a 4.23 ERA. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, like I said, nine out of the 13 starts, he's going to three earned or less. Yeah, and I think yeah. there's only two of those, or three. The other ones are two or less. Yeah. So, I, I still don't understand how he does it, but I saw this one tweet. I this I, I still saw this one tweet this tonight that I think sums up my thoughts on Rich Hill perfectly, which is watching Rich Hill pitching simultaneously sustains me and drains me. I saw that too. 
<laughs> I'm just like, this is perfect. Because yeah, like you watch him, he's like, this guy's gonna go give up five runs. Like, there's no way he does it. And like the Mets hit Hill hard today. Like, they had some loud outs. And it was it's 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 it every time I watch him pitch, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he gives up this much hard contact and gets punished so little for it. But I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it, I I am a huge fan of it, and you know it, it's like a roller coaster. You always feel kind of like garbage for half the hill start, and it, it comes out with six innings and three earned runs and the chance to win the game. And you're, you're, all right, I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> that that sums up well, especially in today's game, because early on, especially when he gave it that home run, and then the Mets took yeah. lead two one at that point of time. You're starting to feel a little bit uneasy. Here come the hard hits. Here come the Mets. And of course, the Pirates poured on the end of that, and Rich Hill just got his his zone. But I mean, the different arm slots, the different speeds, just I don't know. I mean, that curveball again, it's it's lethal, but he gets a ton of calls by the umps, and it just is what it is. And that's the thing. Like I know Pirate fans love to complain about the umps when it's against them, but like to be honest, <laughs> Rich Hill steals a lot of strikes. <laughs> he does, and I, I don't know if it's just his placements or if. It's Jason Delay's excellent catching skills or whatever. Um, but right. uh, yeah, he steals strikes and he, his K rates are up from this year a little bit. It's like he's striking at age 43, he is striking out more people than he was last year. And that's just impressive to me. Um, Which last year, also a fine season yeah. in the AL East. Yeah. A two more pitcher in the AL East, especially with since the Red Sox need pitching. Like he is a really valuable asset. And it's like, when you, when you talk about, you know, going down the stretch and whether or not this division's in reach or so on and so forth, like, I know Rich Hill was brought in to be traded. Like, I remember there was this Mackey tweet talking about how, like, him, Choi, and Velasquez were all brought in to be traded, essentially. You can't trade him at this point. If the Pirates are still hovering around here, he has to stay. An innings eater like him is way too valuable. Um, to- remember last year when people were upset? About the trade, yeah, because there'd be no pitching depth, and who are you gonna have here? I feel this year might be even worse than that. Like, I, yeah. I think you hold on to a true sentiment where I'm not even talking if the Pirates are in it. I don't know if they actually can trade Rich Hill because what's on this team, right? With Vince Velasquez, also I guess of note, we can mention Vince Velasquez mm-hmm. out for the year now. Rubaker already out for the year. Burrow's out for the year. You know, yeah. the depth is is here. You know, at this point in time, there's not a whole lot of prospects knocking on the door either. You know, Quinn Priester's giving a mixed ball of bags at this point in time. He is depth, but you probably don't yeah. want him to go into the rotation at this point in time. After that, what do you got? I think it's Osvaldo Beto is the next guy up. Which Correct. isn't great. Caleb Smith. <laughs> yeah. Or... Right, you know, like this is what we're talking about. So, like, one more injury to this rotation, and now that's it. Yeah. So, if you're trading Rich Hill, that's that's it. So, I, I think like they're in a harder situation this year than I think they even were last year when you know they're talking about trades. So, I just want to point that up as notes. You know, I think this year you're right. I don't know if they actually even can. Yeah. Trade Rich Hill. Or they better get a pitcher in return. Just someone to throw some innings. 
Yeah, and like someone like like in Oviedo now, I don't know how because Rich Hill's not pitching like twenty twenty two Quintana was like twenty two twenty two Quintana was pitching out of his mind, and so you're probably not getting a return like the Quintana trade. Like even if you're kind of in the view that I have that Malcolm Nunez is a nobody and Oviedo is a bull a long term bullpen piece, like. That's better than what you're usually going to get for a rental. Like usually, these pitching rentals go for some semi-promising guy in Double A. You're that's probably what you're getting for Rich Hill, unless someone gets really desperate. And especially, right. especially right. if you're there around the division lead, you can't you you can't throw a white flag like that unless you're really confident that Quinn Priester can come in immediately and be that guy. And I don't think. I don't think he will be able to. At least not right away. At this point, right. At this point, no. So I think that's just more incentive to push on the accelerator. Don't get yourself into that position. And stay hovering around first place. So you're looking to trade to acquire. Yes. We we should be buyers. But that's a a discussion for another time. For Bieber. We really trust in terrible... Accounts with no sources on Twitter now. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> but I would. Congress. I would definitely look into doing that. Yeah, I mean, I would. But I'm not trusting that as a source. No, nor am I trusting the source on the 10 year deal for O'Neill Cruz is on the verge of happening either, or any <laughs> other accounts you see that have 900 follows and Justin's probably. <laughs> That's a dead giveaway. Shout out to Justin. Justin, love you. But uh, yeah, if he's interacting with them, it's probably not a good sign. Yeah, don't no, no, say good. That's, that's a good. That's a good rule of thumb. Um, right. I guess the one thing we have left to talk about is the bullpen. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of awful. Let's just let's just do this. The Strizny, whatever the blowout. Yeah. He stinks. He stinks. He stinks. We know he stinks. The blowout, yes. whatever. Yeah. You're bringing David Benhar with one out in one an 11 out. run in an 11 run lead. Can we talk about that part? He is a mental midget when it is not a safe situation. I don't have the numbers. I don't. But I don't think he's ever had a good outing when it's not a safe situation. It certainly doesn't feel like it. I agree. Also, a lot of closures are that way. Whatever. Yeah. It might be sort of No, no. And I'm not going there. I think I'm going towards the decision. Like, I know they talked about he needed some work. He hasn't pitched. Okay. And I guess it's just an innings or an out that she needed. But um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think that was a questionable decision. I get it. And it worked out fine. But uh, and it still worked out. I mean, again, it was, like, yeah. you should not blow an eleven run lead with one out. It was coming close to that. Yeah. <laughs> you started to get nervous. But um, it, I don't know. It was like, like, now I, he's he threw how many pitches tonight? And just it was like at least the work 20. it was. Uh, yeah, twenty exactly. Twenty pitches. Yeah, so twenty. He's unavailable tomorrow. You you can't pitch. That's where I'm at. And yeah. like, so. I'd have to go back. Did he, when was the last time he pitched? Friday. It was the fourth. 
So okay. the four. So if it's been a week, Fun I get it. Like if, if if it has been a week, like you got to get them out there throwing pitches. I get it. I probably just would have pulled him by the time he got to like twelve pitches or something. If you if you could, like I think he faced three batters by that point. Like you just get him out of there. You let him come in the next day. But to be fair, he did get the third out. Um, yeah. Smith and Jigba just decided to not field the third out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It was just, I don't know. Again, I, I just, I get, oh, God. I'm going to say something that Jim and Tyler are going to get on me right now for. I get both sides, right? No, I understand, like, he does need some work, but it did backfire. And like I said, I guess, you know, as some in substance says, no, it did not work out. Like, I, I say it worked out to the degree that the Pirates still won, right? Like, they didn't blow yeah. the game. But, right, like, he ended up throwing 20 pitches now. And in the blowout, you used him, and there's two more games, and you might need him for those two games, and now he's maybe not available. That's where this is questionable. Yeah, no, and I get it. Like, it's not – you don't want to bring in your closer when you're up by nine runs, was it? Nine runs? Eleven runs? Something like that. Like, when you're up by that much – yeah, 11 runs. You don't want to go to your closer. Like, I I just would have thrown in whatever garbage. I, I probably would have gone to uh, Perdomo or something like that. But, like, I, I'm not. I'm sure there was a reason for it. I bet if I actually bothered to listen to the boring press game conferences afterward, I would. Uh, he would explain it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's whatever. We won. <laughs> As Nicholas McKee says, we needed De Jong today. Yeah. Chase got DFA'd. I can't wait for Thank no one to claim him again, and he's back up in on August. Right. Looking <laughs> past that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so the Bednar, the Bednar situation, kind of questionable. We discussed that. But, again, let's back up off of it. It was a great day. The Pirates played very well. Yes. Offense came out. This June, I understand it was only one out of three against Oakland. But so far in the month of June, the Pirates have actually looked and played well. Right, you go to that Cardinal series, Oakland still won. Now they have this Mets one they took the first game out of. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still they're still top two in the NL Central. They're fighting for first place. It's yeah. literally it's June 9th right now. Ninth. And the yeah. Pirates are still a half game out. Fighting for like we're talking about the playoff pirates. Yeah. This wasn't supposed to happen. And again, it's June 9th, little foreshadowing. Maybe some reinforcements are coming. I don't know. Speaking of guys on fire, there is Andy Rodriguez in AAA. Who's on fire? Yeah. There's just no good excuse. Maybe Henry point. Davis. If, if, if Ellie is up, if the Reds are calling up their guys, I think the Super 2 is passed. You gotta, you gotta start getting to move on, but I will be in a good mood tonight. Let's end it there, then. A good mood, Neil. Good mood, Here for the A's. They're up three on the Brewers right now. Five to two. Yeah. The A's are hot. Yeah. I think I saw something. They're the third best in the month of June. They're the third best offense in baseball. So maybe it's not just us. Yeah. Well, Rosie Contreras helped that. (laughs) 
But we won't go there, right? <laughs> good mood, Denardo. Let's get out of here before we go back. Um, but no, for real. So the Pirates do play again tomorrow. We'll be back for the post game. I think I'll be on, and maybe Tyler. We'll find out. But uh, hopefully, with that, yeah, yeah, fixes. Kenny says, yeah. I uh, maybe I won't be on tomorrow. I hope they'll be on tomorrow with a working mic. Let it be Let's known that Denardo's setup is about $1,000 more expensive than mine, and this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> what I should have done was made sure this was working before I started the show. But anyways, whatever. We're in a high production. We're in a high-quality production here. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate everyone sticking through, listening to my shitty-ass audio. We'll talk again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.